I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to Extra Shot, our weekly pod spilling the funniest stories in sport. I'm Jack. Zach is with me. Hello, Jack. Hello. This week, we are talking Marcus Rashford's miserable bender. A porn star crashes Riyad Mahrez's family Eid feast. And the Man United target turned cocaine trafficker. That's quite a spicy collection of stories. They are a spicy collection. Uh, I do want to start with uh, one thing. We had a lovely letter from Jim Gossett, who lives in Arlington, Texas, or nearby. Um, and I've been slagging Arlington off because it's, it's rumoured it will be the venue for the World Cup final in 2026. I thought it was some random town in Texas. Turns out it's part of Dallas, which is a fairly major conurbation. So I just want to apologise to all its millions of residents for denigrating Arlington. I think it's a great venue. <laughs> we love we love Arlington. We can't wait to we can't wait to be in Arlington. Yeah, yeah. can't wait for the live show. Yeah, Dallas. <laughs> it's also the stadium where the Dallas Cowboys play. So, you know, I think that's good. We take it. We take it all back. Yeah, that's bona fide <laughs> America. Yeah, <laughs> can't wait. Thanks, Jim. Um, I'm going to kick us off this week with the big story that is Marcus Rashford's bender in Belfast. I don't want to kind of dwell on what most people are doing, which is like, oh, overpaid stars, not training. I mean, like, he's it's just a guy living his life. But I I did read a blow-by-blow account of Rashford's night in, in the tabloids. And I think it's worth repeating because there's some good stuff in it. So it just sounds like the most miserable night out you can possibly imagine. Yeah, it kind of, it, it really shows you with the detail how soulless the existence of a footballer can be. Um, so the account comes from Sarah Adair, who is a waitress who uh, joined Marcus's night out. Um, basically, Marcus came into Sarah's restaurant in Belfast with uh, two blokes and two women. Um, and Sarah told the papers of the women, she said, one was French and very beautiful and one was clearly a friend. <laughs> Which is <laughs> such a par. Like, mm. you imagine being the... Uh, being the other woman, it's like one one was French and very beautiful, and the other was clearly a French. Yeah. He's like wake up, he's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I saw Marcus is- with a stunning French model and a woman who looked very kind <laughs> and loyal. Looks <laughs> like she has a very nice personality. <laughs> Poor girl. Um, anyway, so they get talking to Sarah, the waitress at this restaurant, and um, I think they're asking her like, oh, where's good to go out? You know, your standard questions. And and Marcus says, you should join us tonight. So um, Sarah, this waitress, comes on the night out and she says it's one of the weirdest nights I've ever had. Um, So she finishes her shift in the restaurant and um, they tell her they're going to pick her up. She ends up waiting in a bar for three hours 
before they finally collect her. Why would you? Why would you still wait around for three hours? Surely. Why do you think you'd expect to be stood up? I, I, I don't know. I guess. Well, I guess I've never been waiting for Marcus Rashford in a bar. I'd probably be probably be slightly more patient with Marcus than I would with my other friends. But. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he gets the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And I don't know if they're like texting her or something, being yeah. like, five more minutes. Yeah. It's pretty annoying. Anyway, she waits there. They finally arrive at 9.40pm. A Mercedes van pulls up outside and one of Marcus's bodyguards gets out and sort of like guides her in, confiscates her phone, which, <laughs> I, yeah, it's quite sort of like Leonardo DiCaprio, NDA at the hotel room door type yeah. behaviour. Yeah, well, I think that that is kind of a red flag if you get your phone confiscated on the way in. I think that's, standard with famous people isn't yeah. it I have no idea so then Marcus Marcus's van heads to this Italian restaurant where they book out the entire top floor for privacy so that's pretty depressing you're sitting on <laughs> in, on like the top floor of like a pizza express just your table no one else there sounds so shit surely that's that's exactly what you're not looking for in a restaurant are you like, looking for someone to eat it's like, oh that place looks busy like, it must be it must be a nice buzzing vibe yeah. inside whereas yeah. Have you got any empty rooms <laughs> yeah. we can sit in where we can hear a pin drop? Uh, and then apparently Mark has produced a Bluetooth speaker and is just passing around a bottle of tequila and they're just swigging it from the bottle. Pretty depressing, I think. Blue- something about a Bluetooth speaker, it's quite like 6am. Yeah, could they not just ask the restaurant to put on his music, surely? It's- mm. Yeah, yeah. apparently he does keep asking, are there any clubs that will let me play my own music? Which I also <laughs> find weird. It's like, surely you go out and just want to hear the DJ. Yeah. Um, the whole, the, like sitting in the, in the restaurant thing, it slightly gave me the vibe of, you know, when you're like 20, you go on like one of your first ever holidays with a group of friends and you stay in some like awful hostel dormitory and you just spend the whole night kind of chasing fun without ever finding anywhere good or busy. Yeah. You end up like smoking shisha in a nightclub and talking to the one slightly mental English bloke who's, who's lives in the town. You're in some horrible, like Argentinian steakhouse on the on the shopping street where the only other customers like a bloke who's lost his mates on a stag deal. <laughs> <laughs> Always a wrong in that yeah. bloke. He lost his mates because he was up to no fucking yeah. good. Um, anyway, sorry, Sarah goes on. She said, Marcus's friends treated him like he was a god. Also depressing in my book. You know, it's that thing like he talks and everyone has to listen and they're just like agreeing with what he says. I'm not saying Marcus has done anything wrong here. Mm. It's just like quite it's a very surreal s- existence. Yeah. And like, do you think the bodyguards are his mates? Yeah, potentially. I guess. It, I guess it could be. You know, if you got you got mates growing up, and if you're on like, you must be on like three hundred grand a week. I guess mm. if you just sort out one of your mates with like a, a pretty good salary, and then you just get to hang out with them all the time. Is it? Is it that? Or yeah, I think it is that. Changes yeah. the dynamic a bit in your friendship <laughs> when <laughs> you're like, slightly. go and confiscate that girl's phone. <laughs> yeah. But it's a good way to ensure your mates are with you and they're having a nice yeah. career. That is a very very strange life for them as well. Just like following Marcus Rashford around and basically like fulfilling his desire for spontaneity. Yeah. It's like he's, he goes, I want to go to an Italian restaurant. You just have to like phone them, phone up a shit Italian restaurant that has no booking yeah. and then book out <laughs> the entire top floor. <laughs> Um, it actually gets a bit more depressing. So Rashford orders bruschetta, but then she says he didn't touch it because he doesn't eat tomatoes with seeds in them, which is, is all tomatoes. <laughs> do they not? Yeah. I mean, don't order bruschetta. So apparently he just ate bread instead and he's just swigging from his bottle. Soggy, soggy bread that's had tomatoes scraped off it. <laughs> anyway, they then go on to Lavery's, which I think is like a bit of an institution in Belfast, but it is basically a pub with a bit of live music and a pool bar. 
So again, quite depressing holiday abroad venue, a pool bar. You quite yeah. often end up playing pool on those. <laughs> nights. What, in a pool bar? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Tends to be. No, you quite often on those holidays where you can't find the fun, I yeah. think you end up playing pool. Yeah, it's probably in an Irish bar somewhere. Mm, which he was in. Yeah. Um, anyway, they then go to Thompson's Garage nightclub, which is where there's there's been a video going around of him. I think it's actually him leaving. And apparently he was just harassed by fans. Like Everyone's just like taking photos of him, can't really enjoy it. And then Rashford's French love interest, remember her, not, not the kind not, friend. Not the kind friend. <laughs> not the friend with the great personality. <laughs> <laughs> the beautiful French one. Apparently she gets angry with him because she accuses him of like flirting with other women. I think there's even a suggestion he kissed one. So they leave the club. They go back to Marcus's hotel suite, which is some top hotel. Um, and there Marcus decides he doesn't want the French girl anymore. So he gets all her belongings from his hotel room and just dumps them outside and puts his security guys on the door who won't let her in. And she's like screaming at him. And then they just shepherd her away. Yeah, it's even more miserable on her part than it is for Mm. him. Doesn't actually paint him in a great light that moment. But I, yeah, quite depressing again. And then Sarah Adair, who's still there in the hotel room, (laughs) says she, she, uh, Marcus then falls over, drops his bag and eight to 10 grand in cash fell out which, I don't know, he's a super rich guy, so I guess that's normal. Um, and then he's so drunk, she has to put him to bed and he passes out. Why, why has she suddenly got responsibility for, like, tucking him up and making sure he doesn't throw up on himself? Yeah, she's, she's really, why, like, why gone up to, in the why, world. What happened to Rashford's friend? They're on the she? door shepherding the French love interest away. Yeah. Oh, you mean the no, kind no, one? The, the kind friend. The good personality. He's clearly, he's clearly a friend. <laughs> <laughs> good question. Maybe she's a friend of the French girl. Um, anyway, so he's put to bed and then at 5am they fly back to Manchester where he gets a bollocking from Ten Hag and it came out today we're recording this on Wednesday it came out that he's been fined 650 grand by the club which is two weeks wages I think yeah that is the worst it's gonna be the worst night out ever yeah sounds a absolute shit you get bollocked by your manager and friends miss a match and get a 650 grand fine yeah that is, yeah that is a truly awful we've all woken up be, with like big card receipts on our phones but that yeah. really takes the fucking piss but surely he must have known that something like this was going to happen like it, it seems it seems like it was kind of a calculated decision to go out on this night out he was just like i, I just need to blow off some steam mm. he knew that he must have known that he had training it's, yeah i mean sarah Dare says something like he wanted to stay to, at the club till 2am and that's when I knew he wasn't going to training the next day, which like, is she thinking about that? <laughs> yeah. And also like, he's, he's already in Belfast and it's 2am. Yeah. Like, I don't think, I don't think staying another hour and a half in like a sweaty dance floor is going to make too much difference at that point. Yeah. Anyway, back to Manchester. The, the whole story is just a bit of a um, sad indictment on what it's like to be a professional footballer these days. Like you think of the old days and look, sure, there was a lot of sadness in George Best's life, but you know, those stories of him bumping into Debbie Harry in a hotel bar and like having a drinking session with her and, you know, they go to his room. Like there's some kind of spontaneity and glamour and it's just him in a bar. Whereas that Rashford night is like, that's his attempt at spontaneity and it's so controlled and depressing. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Speaking of parties, did you see what happened at Riyad Mahrez's Eid celebration last year? <laughs> That's quite an obscure thing to know about. <laughs> yeah, to know. You, might, you might have come across it. So this was a, it was a story told this week by, by one of the guests. So let me... Before we get into the story, just set the scene of Riyadh's party. So this is it's Eid al-Fatir. It's the end of Ramadan, one of the the holiest dates in the Islamic calendar, and it's a it's a big occasion in the Mara's household. So Riyadh sat there on the sofa. He's got like a, a niece and a nephew on each knee. The sweet smell of his mum's tagine zitun is uh, is wafting out of the kitchen as elderly relatives nibble from bowls of dates. You've got in one corner Kevin De Bruyne eagerly noting down the, the recipe for Riyadh's aunt's home-baked macrudelus. And uh, <laughs> at some point, Riyadh like, gathers, gathers the family around and they're cooing at this thoughtful uh, Eid Mubarak video message that Pep Guardiola's recorded. And suddenly there's a, a ring at the doorbell and Benjamin Mendy jumps up. He's like, oh, it's, it's a friend of mine, don't worry. And everyone's kind of looking at each other and they're like, Riyadh's mum's hissing like, Riyadh, I, I told you not to invite Benjamin. He's like, yeah, no, no, whatever. Benjamin goes and answers the door and there are gasps from the grandparents when in walks OnlyFans star Ali Rose in a in a skimpy bunny outfit with like, he's got these like lace tights and a, and a thong on. And I'm imagining like the, the Algerian folk music on the stereo grinds to a halt and parents <laughs> are like covering covering their kids' eyes. So anyway, um, this week, Ali Rose was was recalling this party uh, on a podcast. I have no idea whose house I'm rocking up to. I got inside. His whole family is there. Mendy's in there. They're all drunk. I was literally not dressed for a family gathering. Eventually, Mendy takes me away and he starts speaking to me. And I'm like, hi, nice to finally speak to you he's like i'm really sorry that this is the situation i'm like did you not know that you were going to be at this party before you invited me down on this day he obviously did but when he grabbed me took me into mara's toilet side me i was like oh okay i know what i'm here for then eventually we ended up going back to his his like manager or something like that got the nos canisters out he was like filming all his friends while he was me up the like I was enjoying myself don't get me wrong I was drunk I was very much party to it but it was a very strange experience so that was OnlyFans star Ali Rose on the reality check podcast and we're just looking at this episode now the, the clip but it's the, the episode is titled Ali Rose and Grandpa and <laughs> Ali, Ali Rose is is sitting there in a quite revealing outfit next to an old man I'm wondering is that 
Ali Rose's grandpa. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the rest of the title <laughs> is Ben Mendy Eid Gangbags. <laughs> <laughs> quite bold to talk about <laughs> that with your grandpa. He looks quite proud in the <laughs> screenshot. <laughs> he could also be a guest from the party. Another Me. guest, yeah. What is that? Riyad Mahrez? Riyad Mahrez is his great uncle or something. He's <laughs> <laughs> come to give his side of the story. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. We're all getting shagged by. So Ben, so ben Mendy's just brazenly invited this OnlyFans star, stroke porn star, yeah. to to this Eid party. Hasn't told her it's an Eid party, so she's turned up in her skimpy outfit. Yeah, she's just expecting first. First, it was her first date actually. <laughs> so there's the. She doesn't know, she's maybe expecting probably to go around to Benjamin Mendy's own house, maybe, or maybe he'll take her out for dinner mm. or, you know, go to the cinema or something. <laughs> she turns up with his Riyad Mahrez's family eat party. She was, a, she was, a, there was another part where she was talking about, there were like kids running around and um, she had to, she like sat down at the, at the table. Um, she was like, I don't know, she didn't know what to say. Imagine <laughs> just like just like having a conversation about how bloody busy it is on the Hajj these days. And, um, what is this? It's delicious. Yeah. <laughs> Must get the recipe. Yeah. Also, they just like shagged her in the in the toilet of Riyadh's house. Like, yeah. Imagining some like incontinent elderly relative like hammering on the door with their walking stick. <laughs> and you think they're all like Benjamin? Are you going to introduce us to your yeah. friend? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Riyadh's Riyad's poor girl. In, yeah, poor girl indeed. But um, Riyadh's in, Riyad's in Saudi, so imagine mm-hmm. his uh, Eid party is a little bit more low key, yeah, a bit more of an actual year. family affair. Yeah. Keep Ali Rose well. Yeah. I like the bit also where she talks about we went back to Mendy's house and his manager cracked out the Noz canister. Like, yeah. oh great, finally some hospitality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's another weird insight into the life of footballers. The family Eid party sounds very nice up to up to that point. Yeah. Although personally, I wouldn't invite bedroom men to any party I was hosting, but definitely not an Eid party. <laughs> They're alone to break the fast yeah. after Ramadan. <laughs> All hungry and waiting for Benjamin and his date to get back to the table yeah. before we can start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wild. Uh, Wild. Well, thank yeah. you to the Reality Check podcast and, and Ali Rose for sharing that story. Obviously, the major story that broke uh, a day after our last Extra Shot podcast is Jurgen Klopp leaving Liverpool. So we actually heard about this story before it had even broken in the Upshot Gold WhatsApp group. Um, Kevin, who's a, a loyal member, he'd heard from someone at the club. I think either the night before or the morning of, he, he told everyone Klopp's about to announce he's stepping down. And mm. so it came to pass. Great shout, Kevin. Yeah, well done, Kevin. I should say the Upshot Gold WhatsApp group, if you're wondering how to get in there, is it's just for our paying gold subscribers. So if you have Upshot Gold, you get three editions of our newsletter every week, including our more... Uh, sordid tales. Yeah, the sordid tales we can't share for the wider email list. Upshot.email forward slash upgrade. Check it out. Um, and, and you'll get more stories like that. And, you know, also quite a lot of references to a certain former Premier League manager's pegging habit. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell you more. You'll have to tune in. You'll have to sign up for Upshot Gold. Anyway, back to Klopp. Understandably, Liverpool fans have taken it rather badly. There's been some slightly hysterical reactions. Here's Paula, who phoned in to talk sport. Paula, big Liverpool fan. Good morning. What's your reaction? I'm absolutely devastated. Um, It flashed up on my phone and I thought someone's joking here. Um, and, and and then I realised it was official from the club. And then I'm, I'm ringing you guys because you're prattling on about cricket. And this 
such important news. I'm, I'm absolutely devastated. So Paula, pretty upset there. I love it. You're just prattling on about cricket. <laughs> Is that because Talk Sport are so broadcasting the cricket? They're good broadcasting. Yeah, they probably shout out loads of money to, yeah. to, to broadcast it live. Just imagining her calling up like the Today programme being like, you're just <laughs> prattling on about Ukraine. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't you heard? <laughs> Jürgen Klopp. <laughs> <laughs> prattling on. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I feel for Paula. I don't, I don't want to laugh at her too much. It's obviously a big deal. that. There is another bit of that clip later on where she says, she keeps going like, I just hope he's not ill, which I've heard a lot of Liverpool fans saying. Yeah, I think that's some kind of coping mechanism. I think it's like, oh, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't just leave us like this. He's, yeah. He must be, there must be something wrong. Well, like he would only leave us if he's dying. Yeah. 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 In a way, I kind of feel like they think that's better. <laughs> <laughs> it's more loyal. <laughs> no, I'm sure they wouldn't. Uh, yeah, anyway, obviously we, we hope Jürgen is well. I'm pretty sure he is fine. He just wants to move on. Um, more hysterical reactions. Uh, apparently a priest in on Merseyside led his congregation in a prayer during mass <laughs> for Klopp. <laughs> he's not dying, guys. <laughs> he's not dead. He's not dying. He's just going to another he's just, job. He just fancies he wants a sabbatical. He's yeah. going to sit on a beach in Bahamas for a year. Fair enough. What would be quite funny if he took the England job. I think that would actually annoy them more than taking like the Man United job. Yeah. Liverpool fans. Oh, he'd be a great manager for England. Yeah, I, I think he's destined for Germany. But Yeah. Anyway, he's alive and well. Actually, speaking of priests, did you hear about the the one in Ireland who was dishing out gambling tips to his congregation? Sounds like the start of a joke. <laughs> did you hear about the Irish priest? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's not a one line. No, this is actual actual story. This was Father Paddy Byrne of uh, St. Bridget's Church in County Lough. How do you say that? Um, so this was, it was his Christmas Eve mass and uh, Father Byrne took to the altar. And, you know, the parishioners are probably just expecting him to read a couple of passages from the Gospel of Matthew and then lead them in a rendition of Good King Wenceslas. But instead, Father Paddy started uh, started banging on about the 315 at Kempton. So, so this was a quote from Paddy. He, he said... The horse is called Hewick, and he's running in the King George on Tuesday. My little present to you all, if you can afford it, put a few bob on it. And anyway, so Father Father Byrne said that after the mass, the congregation all flocked down to the local bookies, <laughs> lumped it on, and cleaned them out. So the, the horse won, and uh, okay, they all won big, yeah. Yeah, well, that's kind of a, a happy ending. Is, yeah, I mean, should great. priests be giving out betting sure. tips? <laughs> also, that can't be the first betting tip he's given. Yeah, this is this is the one that he's decided to to, to go and tell. But yeah. um, midnight mass. Can you, imagine, yeah. so can you imagine if they lost? He'd like convinced all these kids to lump their Christmas money on on yeah. the on the three fifteen. What he's just got to be like the Lord moves in mysterious <laughs> ways. <laughs> Yeah, I think to be honest, if priests gave out betting advice and other sort of non-Bible-related content, it's a slightly more appealing visit. Yeah, I mean the the, the church are struggling for for numbers these days, aren't they? So, yeah, just get a little uh, Paddy Power booth in the yeah, corner. Yeah, that's not. You can't, you can't fully make your money back by just renting out the church hall for Pilates classes on Thursday evenings. <laughs> We've now got a bookie yeah. <laughs> betting advertising. It's getting everywhere. Yeah. That's not an advert, by the way, for Paddy Bell. No. <laughs> it was Father Paddy, not Paddy <laughs> Bell, anyway. <laughs> Back on uh, Klopp for a second. Obviously, Chavi Alonso has emerged as the favourite to get the job when when um, Klopp leaves. He's he, you know he's a Liverpool legend, sort of, and he's working wonders at Bayer Leverkusen. But I, I saw 
that Thai police have had to issue a, f- a warning that scammers have been messaging people saying, apparently they've been sending this message to people saying, I am Chabby Alonso. I will be in charge of Liverpool next season, but I am short of money for my flight to Liverpool. Please send me 300 baht, which is like seven quid. Thai police have issued a warning and then I saw like all the local papers in England have picked it up being like police warn of Chabby Alonso scam. Surely no one's falling for that. There's anyone falling for that. I love it. Yeah. It's like I'm short of, short of money for my flight to Liverpool. <laughs> Do you think that's how, how Liverpool go about yeah. getting managers in for their for their deals? Yeah, like you're going to need a whip round among yeah. the Thai fans. <laughs> Liverpool are big in Thailand, so maybe, you know, the fans would really want it. Yeah. Seems, seems like a reach. Um, Klopp, thanks also, by the way, to Ruben, who sent in a story about Klopp while we're on Klopp management jobs. Apparently Klopp got turned down by Hamburg years ago for the management job because he wore ripped jeans in the job interview. Really? Yeah. Apparently they were just like, well, that's unprofessional and we can't hire him. <laughs> Must be kicking themselves a well, bit. Well, also, we're a ha- hamburger in the second division now, I think, aren't they? Are they? Yeah. So, yeah, Well, rightly so. Their formal strictures yeah, don't fit in yeah, modern yeah. football. <laughs> yeah. We're walking around in like tuxedos in the, in the second division. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I actually have one more Jurgen Klopp story, although it's not so much about him leaving Liverpool. So Egypt got knocked out of the AFCON um, this week. And uh, Mo Salah wasn't playing, obviously, as he's injured. He'd, he'd gone back to Liverpool for rehab. And a lot of people were saying that they were questioning Salah's loyalty to Egypt for not staying out there for his rehab. Um, and Klopp defended him. Klopp said, Mo is the most loyal Egyptian I've ever met. Which <laughs> immediately begs the question, what is the competition? <laughs> um, I couldn't find any pics of Klopp with Mohamed Al-Fayed. And I wouldn't necessarily put him in the loyal bucket. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the only other Egyptian that... Jurgen Klopp has managed was striker Mo Zidane, who he had at both Mainz and Dortmund. Um, Mo Zidane, though, I looked into his career. He had a pretty successful career, but he was accused of feigning injury to avoid international duty. And he later got a six-year jail sentence in Egypt for defrauding a business partner. So, not that loyal. Yeah. God, there wasn't... So, so Mo is... We can probably confirm that Mo is the... Yeah. The most loyal. Yeah, he's, there was he's much competition. Hands down. Until, <laughs> yeah. If anyone can produce another Egyptian that Jurgen Klopp knows, then we'll we'll weigh him up against yeah. Mo. But so far, I think that's fair. Next up, so it, it might be a while since you've heard the name Pascal Chimbonda, which, by the way, is an all-time great Premier League name mm-hmm. for me. The last that we'd heard of the uh, former Spurs defender, he was being sent off for a horror tackle in a, in a seven-a-side match and being told by the ref to go and wait in reception. <laughs> Was well, like a power league type yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, Some like leisure centre somewhere. <laughs> um, but Pascal is now manager at um, ninth tier Skelmersdale United. And his reign hasn't exactly gone to plan. So in his first game back in September, Pascal got in a, got in a bit of an on-field scrap with some of the players from Skelmersdale's hated rivals, Barnold Swick Town. Um, <laughs> so he earned himself a red card there and got a, a five-match touchline ban. Um, the the ban though didn't stop Pascal inviting down the Athletic to to observe his training methods. And this this Athletic journalist went down and you know he's probably expecting Pascal to impart some of the tactical wisdom that he'd gleaned from playing alongside the great Zidane at the 2006 World Cup. But the reality was slightly different. So they sat in on one of his halftime team talks, which 
consisted of a, a seven minute bollocking that included 72 swear words. And the final, the final line was what the fuck, 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 seriously, what the fuck? <laughs> Presume is a rhetorical question. <laughs> Doesn't actually want that answer, does yeah. it? And uh, they 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 lost that match six nil. And well, despite his motivational despite his, team yeah, talk, despite his uh, inspiring inspiring <laughs> halftime words. Uh, but since then, it's gone from bad to worse. So Skelmersdale are nine points adrift at the bottom of the league. They've got a goal difference of minus fifty five, and they lost uh, at the weekend ten one. So it's it's not looking good, but. Desperate times call for desperate measures and Pascal, who's who's now 44, has brought himself out of retirement and made his debut last night against the giants of Charnock Richard. Um, and I'm glad to say that they, they did pick things up a little bit with Pascal in the side. So they drew drew 2-2. Um, Charnock Richard striker Rustam Steppens scored a, a last minute equaliser. Uh, denying um, Skelmersdale the win. A famous win it would have been. A famous, a famous Some amazing win. names in this story. Charnock Richard striker Rustab Steppard. Yeah. Charnock Richard sounds like a West Indian fast bowler or something. <laughs> what are these are these Lancashire towns? Um, Skelmersdale. I'm not sure Barnoldswick. 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 Charnock Richard. Yeah. It's like what? They are, they're like made up names from Football Manager. Or <laughs> made up names from uh, Pro Evo. Yeah. yeah, they're amazing names. Oh, it is Lancashire, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So hang on. So you could argue that Pascal did the business on the pitch. We obviously yeah, don't did. have any more. He didn't like score or anything. Yeah, no, he didn't. He didn't score. He also didn't make any substitutions. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine he was just he's he's playing. He just kind of forgot. Yeah, it's distracting. He's, he's supposed to be the manager as well. <laughs> Can he save them from relegation? Um, it's going to be a tough ask. I mean, they're they're nine points adrift. They're like bottom of the table, so. But mathematically, it's possible. It is possible, yeah. I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you say they have a table on their website on the Skelmersdale oh, yeah. website? Yeah, so on the so I, was, I was trying to I was checking up the uh, the league table and went to Skelmersdale's website. And the, the table has them top of the league, but on on closer inspection, they've listed themselves as having played 31 games and counted up all their points from that whereas every other team has played a maximum of five right <laughs> so, <laughs> there's some, some questionable bookkeeping going yeah. on there's Pascal updating the website <laughs> alongside his other responsibilities <laughs> yeah quite possibly alright well we, we've got to keep listeners updated with the rest of his season as it pans out feels like Netflix doc territory yeah Chimbonda's this fairy tale story. Yeah. It's not looking that fairy tale at the moment. No. But it's looking quite funny. Another star who's fallen on hard times is Quincy Promise, the Dutch attacker. So only a few years ago, Quincy was collecting his 50th cap from the Netherlands and turning down a move from Ajax to Man United. But away from the pitch, Dutch prosecutors claim that he was sneaking off to Antwerp to crack open shipping containers. And in these shipping containers was... 1,360 kilos of cocaine, so street value of 65 million. And apparently um, it was hidden in a shipment of sea salt from Brazil, (laughs) which I guess if you're going to smuggle cocaine, that's (laughs) probably quite effective. Um, So they claim, the prosecutors claim that Quincy invested 200 grand in this scheme, but they also say that he was involved in actually receiving the shipments and like handling the coke. Which why? Why is he doing this? Surely he's on. He must be on a massive salary at IX, relatively. Like you, you don't need to be getting involved in 
trafficking cocaine. Yeah, and certainly don't touch the merchandise <laughs> yourself. Like, okay, put your two hundred. Also, a very recognisable face to to be spotted loitering around Antwerp docks at like three AM. Yeah, and frankly, Quincy promise. Yeah, yeah nighttime business on docks is suspect. Whatever yeah. you're up to. Yeah. Um, to be fair, he has got previous, so it's not a total shock. Last year, he got an eighteen month jail sentence after getting in a row with his cousin at a family barbecue and stabbing him in the leg. Oh, wow. Which is a bit of a vibe kill at the old barbecue. Yeah. I was wondering... It's always worse than what Benjamin Mendy did at Ryan Morris's Eid party. It's another charming family bash yeah. sunnied by <laughs> someone who didn't quite judge the vibe right. I was wondering, was he just like um, stabbing the sausages before they went on the barbecue and then just stabbed his cousin? But apparently there's like phone transcripts of him talking to his dad about having stabbed him in the leg and being like, ah, wanted to get him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, given all that, you'd probably be surprised to learn that Quincy is currently banging them in for Spartak <laughs> Moscow, where he's he's now the club's record goal scorer. Last season, he was second in the Russian Premier League goal-scoring charts behind Brazilian great Malcolm. Do you remember uh, him? Mal- Malcolm, yeah. yeah. It's one of those, like, random Brazilian names. Yeah, we were talking about this the other day, about how... Like you, if you if you're going to go down the Brazilian route of having a single name, then you've really got to be good. You've got to own it. Otherwise, it just you just sound extremely budget. Like Malcolm, Malcolm, Malcolm's and Malcolm. Like we came across one the other day. Uh, it's like a Brazil under twenty three player who plays for Fiorentina called Dodo, yeah. <laughs> which is like. <laughs> If you're going to be called Dodo, you need to be yeah, fucking good. Because yeah, if, if you're shit and your name is Dodo, then... Yeah. I would actually extend that to the name Quincy as well, I think, to pull that off. Yeah. Well, that's quite a good crime name. Quincy, yeah. Quincy anyway, so he's the reason he's still banging them in for Spartak Moscow is that Russia and Netherlands don't have an extradition treaty. Okay. So, doesn't, so is he basically stuck there then? Yeah, it doesn't sound like he's coming home anytime. I mean, he's already been convicted. He has been convicted. Yeah, and apparently Spartak Moscow is just saying, well, once all the trials are done, we'll judge it. But I, I don't yeah. think they really care. He's been convicted of the stabbing of his cousin and he's a, he, his case for the drug smuggling is in court now. Okay. A ton of cocaine that he had his hands on. <laughs> They want they want to put him away for nine years, which yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. We we're allowed to talk about that then. Well I I don't I don't I think he's not gonna be he's not gonna I guess he's yeah. He's unlikely to sue us, I think he's got his hands full. Yeah, he's got bigger he's got bigger fish to fry. Yeah. Really. yeah I don't don't think he'll we'll hear from his lawyers. That's probably know some bad dudes. <laughs> if those bad dudes are listening, Quincy we're rooting for, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in the Russian league and in court. <laughs> yeah. Finally, my uh, favourite bit of commentary from this week came from Radio Wales's coverage of Newport against Man United. So the the commentators picked up on a chant from the Newport fans about United winger Anthony. Fat position. Anthony's the greatest. Is the latest champ from the? Oh, oh no, it's not greatest. Sorry. Uh, apologies if you understand that. Um, so if you need a little bit of context to that, Anthony has, of course, been accused for, of some some pretty nasty shit, which we won't get into. But yeah. um, did, did the commentator actually think that Newport fans <laughs> would be chanting, Anthony's the greatest? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> After did he score against them? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it'd be weird for any football fans to chant that. That's like the sort of chant you'd hear maybe in like a video game or something. Yeah. It's, like a, it's quite an American chant. Yeah, they nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, please do keep sending in the funny commentary clips. We've had some really good ones so far. Uh, I think that's all we've got time for. Yeah. So thanks very much for listening. Um, share us with your friends as always. And we will see you on Tuesday 
when we have our NFL wrong-uns rundown. It's the Super Bowl coming up, so we've dug out some absolutely mental stories. Um, look out for that. Thanks, Zach. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.